Moving Iron Podcast is proud to be part of the Global Ag Network. The network is live, so check out globalagnetwork.com for more details and updates. Now on to the show. Moving iron in the 21st century. Hardworking people working hard for you and me. Moving iron time and time again. Good morning and welcome to Moving Iron Podcast Market Rundown with Chip Nunger. Chip, how are you doing this morning? Hey, you're doing real well. The market's, uh, what a difference a week makes, huh? Exactly. Yeah, it's, uh, got my, I got my uh, opening trade alert last night and looked like December corn was up over $4 by a penny. So we had... Uh, well, that's good news there, moving in the right direction. But the bad news is, um, unfortunately, there's a lot of stuff out there still still need to get planted, and prevent plant is getting to be a bigger part of the conversation. Yeah, absolutely. The market's definitely uh, responding and taking notice. Um, a lot of people thinking we're going to be in the in the low to mid fifties uh, this afternoon in the planning progress report. Um, I would be surprised, or I wouldn't be surprised, if it's a touch under fifty, and that'd mark uh, the slowest planning pace in history. Um, beautiful day today here in uh, the eastern Corn Belt, but the problem is there was uh, plenty of rain over the weekend. Uh, Saturday there were um, you know inch inch and a half rains around. Uh, there were some rains uh, yesterday in areas, um, so it's uh, it's definitely getting to be a real issue in here. And it looks like there's a lot of uh, Illinois that uh, may not get planted until after the first of June. So it's um, you know definitely starting to affect. Uh, potential yield. I don't think uh, there's probably anyone out there that thinks we can uh, achieve a 176 trend line yield at this stage of the game. Uh, the forecast is uh, is still wet uh, as we go forward out here. We've uh, seven in the next eight days, uh, at least uh, in central Illinois. We've got chances for rain. So uh, the market definitely is taking notice on the planting delays. And unfortunately, um, you know, there's still rain in the forecast here. So corn and beans uh, higher overnight. Uh, like you mentioned, uh, up over $4 on new crop uh, December corn futures. I think uh, the high in the overnight was somewhere around 403, 43 and a half. And, um, you know, may not be high enough because uh, right now, June 5th, in a lot of areas uh, of the eastern corn belt and south, uh, June 5th is the uh, prevent plant date, uh, May 24th, 25th, so this week in portions of the northern corn belt. So we could be staring at the very real possibility of a lot of prevent plant uh, corn acres. And, uh, you know, uh, just when we thought we had too much corn, Mother Nature uh, is going to, you know, try to fix that, it looks like, Casey. Yep. Well, it sounds like, you know, same thing out here where I'm at, um, this whole eastern Colorado, western Nebraska, um, north south Dakota, up in that area. Um, Sunday morning I woke up, it was 37 degrees. And it was... Uh, we're supposed to have some cooler temperatures yet. Here we had some frost alerts out um, in different parts of the area that I'm at. Not necessarily where I'm at, but right not with <clears throat> only a few hundred miles away from us. They had uh, they were having some some frost warnings. Uh, so I mean, it's it's going to be this week is going to be a cool wet week for us. And you take a look at uh, most of the United States, it's going to be a wet week for sure. So you know, as this prevent plant starts creeping into the into the mix and and you know i talked to some folks up in north dakota last week on the podcast where the 20th like you talked about there's a drop dead date on on insurance get stuff planted and get stuff growing 
and they they weren't they hadn't even turned a wheel yet. They haven't done anything, and it was the 14th of the of May. So I can imagine that since today is the today is the 20th, right? Yeah, today's the 20th. I don't think they probably got much done during that time frame. So how's that going to affect the marketplace? How's how are traders going to start looking at? How are funds going to start reacting to that? And and what's the what's the long game here? Yeah, that's the question, uh, and it's a little bit of a moving target in there. So the funds are still short a huge amount. Um, they've come out of some of their uh, positions in corn and beans uh, and wheat, but uh, not nearly all of it. And now at uh, multi-month highs, uh, back uh, I, I don't know, I don't have a chart pulled up, but it's uh, been many, many months since uh, corn was um, you know this high. We tacked 50 cents a bushel on nearly uh, in uh, basically a week's time frame. So from uh, last Sunday night, Monday morning, uh, to uh, the highs overnight, it was almost 50 cents in corn. And uh, so to answer your question, I think it depends on how much more it rains this week, uh, particularly in the eastern corn belt. Uh, that seems to be the bullseye right now, Illinois um, uh, and Indiana. Uh, I think yeah, maybe the Indiana didn't get hit quite as hard with the rain over the weekend as Illinois did. But still, uh, there was enough of it that uh, they may need several days in a lot of areas uh, to get uh, dried out. So I think to answer your question, it depends on uh, how much more rain hits this week. And, um, you know, unfortunately, um, you know, it's, it's kind of feast or famine. You, you get the nail on the head. Prices are rallying, but, you know, that's, um, that's a difficult situation if you haven't turned a wheel yet. And planted, um, you know, the first uh, the first seed of corn or beans in the ground, and there's plenty of people out there in that situation. So uh, very dynamic. Um, you know, it's going to be forecast by forecast. Uh, we get one more uh, half inch rain, um, you know, say Wednesday, Thursday, in a lot of areas. That's going to push uh, people out to well after the first uh, of June, and and um, so if that happens, we've got higher prices to come. It's a good situation that. The funds are caught short right now and uh, likely needing to get out. Their uh, computer models and moving averages are starting to probably trigger uh, buy signals to them. So they're going to be uh, in buy mode, getting out of uh, shorts. And that's a good sign because it's likely going to push prices higher. Got a strong uh, showing here so far in the uh, overnight early morning session. Beans up about 10 and, and corn up about 6 cents. Uh, wheat sharply higher as well. They've had a uh, not to be uh, forgotten about, the wheat markets put a big rally in as well, uh, almost 60 cents off the lows, I believe. Funds are short, big rains, uh, particularly in Kansas, at the wrong time frame. This isn't when you really need uh, a bunch of heavy rainfall uh, on wheat uh, at this stage of the production cycle uh, for that wheat crop. So uh, we've got some real issues out there, likely going to see higher prices. Um, you know, I think in that backdrop, even though people aren't planting, you know, there's still this, um, you know, issue of the trade war with China. It doesn't sound like that's getting any better. In fact, maybe a little bit worse with some additional posturing. We've got plenty of beans uh, in the world, uh, both here and South America. We've got plenty of, of corn supply as well. We've got big crops growing right now and, uh, and being harvested in, in South America on corn. So, you know, we have to kind of keep that in the back of our mind as well, that Going higher, yes, we're, we're going to erase some production out of the, the balance sheet, and it's going to tighten the carryout up, but we've got, uh, sorry about that, Casey, a little technical. Right. Um, we, we do have higher prices yet to come, but the producer really has to 
you know, kind of sharpen the pencil here and figure out what that means. Crop insurance is kicking in. Obviously, there might be some prevent plant decisions. Uh, beans there last week on the lows uh, for high-level uh, crop insurance uh, people out there that had, uh, you know, took the highest coverage levels. We were into a crop insurance payment. So, you know, at low prices on beans, it probably doesn't make sense to do anything. But uh, as we go higher on corn, it really is going to be a decision point on, uh, you know, where we pull the trigger, even if that's some puts, uh, because we're not going to stay higher uh, forever out here. Right. Okay. So that, that brings up something I wanted to talk to you about <clears throat> Friday, Thursday, Friday last week, the uh, price of soybeans, I think it was Friday, just really just kind of dissolved pretty quick and, and they went south pretty fast. With the amount of carryout that we have right now, you look out there and you see that we've got nine million, you know, nine million bushels um, of, <clears throat> nine, I'm sorry, 900 million bushels of of beans right now, you know, nine times what we normally have. What's why? Why are is it just corn that's bringing up soybeans? Is that why there's such a follow there, or is it? Are they starting to think about maybe some planning delays with soybeans and trying to get ahead of that? Yeah, uh, so a little of both. Um, saw some uh, some real weakness, double digit losses on Friday in beans, and the issue there was uh, more currency related. Mm. Uh, the uh, South American farmer really had kind of a little bit of a windfall. Um, so even though prices were down here, they had a sharply higher day because the currency, their currencies moved in their favor. And so they were heavy sellers, and that pushed uh, bean prices lower. Uh, but beans are more of a follower in here. Uh, by default, if we're delayed planting on corn, we're also delayed planting on beans and starting to probably uh, take a little bit of top end of, of yield off. You know, there's a, a fight right now uh, or argument that, uh, you know, you can maybe switch um, corn acres to bean acres here. I'm not a big buyer of that if these prices in beans were too low. Uh, it doesn't make economic sense. Um, so, you know, I think that uh, prevent plant corn in a lot of areas, if you push this thing out another a few days, uh, you're, you're to that level up north. So, you know, I, I think that beans are more of a follower right now, but they're, uh, they're going to be dynamic as well, and the funds have massive shorts. And so if this rain continues for another couple of weeks, you know, there goes uh, a big amount off the carry out as well. If we don't raise trend line yields uh, in beans or, or delay or take some prevent plant acres there, it's uh, it's really going to be a dynamic situation as we go forward based on the weather. Yep. Lots of stuff happened there. So let's jump over and take a look at the cattle complex right now and, and see happen with, with the hog market as well. Um, the hog market was really uh, really hinging on that that uh, deal with China to happen here last week when, uh, when basically last Thursday when we pretty much took our ball and went home. Um, oh, what's happening there, and where do you see that going? You know, we had kind of a stable week, uh, stable but volatile. We had uh, <clears throat> sharply higher, sharply lower um, in uh, in the hogs, but we're hearing about a 5 $6 range where we kind of found fair value. We saw some net cancellations last week from China on U.S. pork. Um, it's, it's likely they're going to have to take pork eventually from somewhere. Uh, so demand is increasing. The, the uh, African swine fever issue is apparently getting worse in China. So I, I think that uh, we still probably have some upside to go in hogs, but it may be a bumpy ride because this trade war issue, um, you know, they're likely not immediately going to take U.S. pork. Uh, cattle market, uh, I think kind of the same thing. The, hog, the funds still have some length that they need to get out of. They're in liquidation mode, <clears throat> and that might hit the, the cattle market a little bit, but I think we're kind of at a, at a fair value area. So I think both hogs and cattle, you're going to see some choppiness in here, maybe some volatile days, 
but in the general uh, price levels where we're at, I think we're um, you know we're pretty well uh, pretty well valued in here. And I think that as you get uh, the calendar turn to June, the, typically you see a low seasonal low in uh, in the cattle market. So I think you're uh, within days of making an argument that uh, we've seen the, the worst of what we're going to see for the time being uh, in the cattle market, and uh, could maybe see some better things ahead in the month of June. Right on. All right, Chip. Well, plenty of stuff going on here. You know, like you said, weather is 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 getting to be a. <clears throat> It is a factor now. I mean, it, it, we, it's not like it was there when we were just worried about China. Now it's China's kind of the back burner, and now we're looking at at this uh, this weather market that we've got headed up right now. So, um, never had a better time to have a plan or, or get something kind of in in the motion right here. So, if folks want to look at a plan or help you de- have you help them design one, how would they do that? Yeah, best way is just give us a call three zero nine five five zero seven two one three. Love to chat with you. It's uh, not getting any easier out there with the weather, but you did definitely need a need a plan, and uh, you need to uh, execute on that plan when prices uh, are attractive. So, uh, what a difference a week makes! Fifty cents on uh, on corn, and uh, probably about sixty on wheat. And uh, you definitely need to to have a plan out there. Right on. I want to give a shout out to all the custom cutters out there rolling right now. I know it's the uh, beginning of the of the uh, of the run, so y'all be careful out there and and have a have a good profitable year. And if you guys are looking for a Moving Iron Podcast first edition koozie, make sure you send me your your address there on uh, Twitter, and I will uh, send you out one. Also check out Demi Mason's new book, Do Business Better. It's got a lot of good information in there. So Chip, take care of yourself, and we will talk to you again next week. Thanks for listening to this edition of the Moving Iron Podcast, now part of the Global Ag Network. If you'd like to continue any of these conversations, you can hit me up on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram at Moving Iron LLC. You can also send me an email at Moving Iron Podcast at movingironpodcast.com. You can also visit the Moving Iron Podcast YouTube channel and watch Market Roundup with Chip Nellinger, Sean Hackett, and Angie Setzer. Also, Tax Moves with Glenn Birnbaum. Please visit movingironllc.com. Here you can find information, details, and updates for the 2019 Moving Iron Summit in Nashville, Tennessee. If you'd like to support the podcast, you can leave a review and subscribe at iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher Radio, TuneIn Radio, SoundCloud, and GlobalAgNetwork.com. So until next time, let's go move some iron. This is Casey Seymour, out. Moving iron in the 21st century. Hardworking people working hard for you and me. Through the years you'll find a seed